What's up, everybody? It's Jesse Wayne Taylor, the bald-headed country boy, and I'm here with my dad, Travis Taylor, a.k.a. Papa T. Good morning. And OG, bald-headed country boy over here, where I got half my jeans. The best half. Ha! That's hilarious. The best half. But, but unfortunately, those jeans that you got from the other half always supersede the jeans that you got from me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, the Johnson jeans, they run long and deep, brother. You, 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 you can't get rid of them. You cannot get rid of them. I, I tried hard, uh, when I joined that family to, uh, bring a lot of, uh, well, first of all, I tried to increase the IQ, um, total of that family. And then also tried to bring in some good jeans. And those Johnson jeans just, they just, they just keep going, dude. I mean, you, you know, you, you won't be able to get rid of those jeans. But it could be worse. There mom, could there mom could got be some worse people. Good ones. Mom oh yeah, got some good ones. She out. got the best. Yeah, she got the best. Well, it's been a it's been a good week. We I just posted one of our other podcasts that we recorded a couple weeks ago, not too long ago, and I have to say it was uh, it's pretty funny. I listened back to it and laughed my butt off. And yeah, I still feel sorry uh, for Hunter. You know. I don't. We had <laughs> we had a lot of fun at his expense, uh, but like I said, hey, he's a he's a good sport. You know, he'll get a kick out of it too. But uh, thanks, Hunter. We appreciate you providing some comedy relief for us a little bit. I just wonder if Walt Lever has heard that yet. I, I don't thinking, know, but he needs to listen to that. I was listening. I was thinking about it this morning, and I was like, I need to I need to send it over to him and see if he's heard it yet. Yeah, send he it to him. He's pro. I don't know if I have his phone number or not. I'll have to figure that out, but I have a feeling he would probably get a big kick out of that. Yeah, I think I think he would too. Uh, I don't think he knows that story. I don't either. That's but, what I'm I, saying. but I think he would get a kick out of it. But uh, yeah, shout out to Walt Lever. We love you, buddy. Keep preaching the word. Yeah, but that was a that was a good that was a good fun episode. I'm glad we're here today. It's been a couple of weeks. We've had a lot going on and. It's been a little difficult to get uh, back together to do this, but we made it happen today on another fantastic Sunday. It seems as though those might that might be the day we end up doing this. You know, Sunday is just kind of a laid back kind of day, and uh, I, you know, before I do this, I I just kind of want to I want to I just want to be chill when when I come in here, you know. Yeah, and just kind of let things happen. Uh, definitely couldn't do it during the week. That, that we would could. Drive, it yeah. just would be a lot after doing <laughs> stuff. I mean, the only time we'd really be able to do it is during during the evening after yeah. you get done with work and after I get done doing stuff and working all day. So, yeah, it would be doable. It just it'd take a little. A little we extra. might be stressed. We might be stressed out and and flog each other or something. You know, that could so, happen. So that, I think Sundays may be the may be the best day to do <laughs> this thing. So, shout out to God, the Lord's day. We uh, appreciate you. Amen. You know, so it's been a very pretty day today. I went yeah. on a, I went on a, quite the walk and enjoyed it very, very much. I've been having to do a lot of walking lately, so. Hey, I'm glad to be doing it though. Yeah, me I'm, too. I'm telling you, like, <clears throat> yeah, just fortunate to be healthy as I am. Do uh, do you care if I go off on a tangent here for just a moment? That is what this is for, buddy. Okay. All right. Because I've got something that's been heavy on my mind, uh, especially 
the last 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, Naomi Judd passed away yesterday. Yeah, that was super sad. And super sad. And uh, that it, it has weighed heavy on my mind. I've, I met Naomi several times back when y'all were playing Little League Baseball. Uh, Winona's uh, little boy played on an opposing team, and, and they came to the games out in, in at the Fairview uh, uh, ballparks out there. And, uh, you know, Naomi and Winona and Ashley would come out there and, and watch watch her, uh, Winona's little boy play ball, and they were – Super sweet people. Yeah. I mean, just very nice. They came in, they sat down, they watched the games, they went to concession stands. They, you know, they, you, 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 they're just like us, you know? Yeah. And so I spoke to Naomi several times and, 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 and she was just a really, really, really genuinely sweet person and, uh, never heard anybody say anything bad about her at all. Mm hmm. And so that was a that was a that was a shock yesterday. And, it was. Uh, I was pretty sad because I never got to see her live. I got to see Winona live. Yeah. I, now forgive me if I'm I may be remembering some of this incorrectly, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I saw Winona at a volunteer jam. One it, year, that's that's where and I, I saw left, her. and I left saying I think Winona Judd's performance was my favorite it, one out of every one of definitely. Them. She came out on that stage, and and she she it. it I had never seen her live before. Uh, uh-uh, no. She had every person in that arena. It was amazing. On stage with her. It really was. And then I, and then I got to, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got to experience that backstage, I think, that year. I mean, that may not have been the year I was backstage. Well, you know, know, that's a, that's kind of a sour subject for me. The I backstage. know you're still sour about yeah. that. I so. also got to see her. She appeared on stage with, um, the Tedeschi Trucks Band when I went to see them at the Ryman one night and it was, that performance was lit. Forgive me, I cannot remember what song they played, but she came out and she sang while Derek played and, and Susan sang and played and it was absolutely. And she epic. is, she is a, a, a awesome entertainer. And I didn't realize how good she was, uh, until she came out on, on stage that night. At the volunteer jam, and uh, you know, I, I ran into her at Target one time. No way. Yeah, I spoke to her. She spoke back. Little boy's name was Elijah, that played yeah. ball with y'all. I asked how Elijah was doing, and she told me, and she didn't know me from Adam, but she was really nice. Yeah. And so she it, it didn't keep her from carrying on a you know short conversation with me, um, and uh, you know just uh, just really um. Knocked me for a loop a little bit yesterday. You know, uh, mental illness is a real thing. Um, it, it's, you know, it's something that for years people didn't talk about. You know, they would talk about heart attacks and cancer and strokes and things like that, but they never did talk about mental illness. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's something that we need to, we need to talk more about it and we need to share our experiences with with mental illness with people you know i the, here's the here's my fear is that somebody struggling with mental illness may think that they're the only ones out there that has a, has a problem and that's just not the case nope you know uh we all have problems and so if anybody out there is listening um uh, and you need you need somebody to talk to g- go find somebody um, uh, don't let, 
don't let don't let something like that just take you over to a point to where you just feel like you have no hope. Um, and because there's always hope and make sure you find somebody to talk to. I didn't want to start off on a Debbie Downer like that, you know, but it's, it's been weighing heavy on, on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just feel like that, you know, I feel like that our doing this is something that God wants us to do. And with it being so heavy on my mind, the last 24 hours, I felt like that maybe God wanted me to say something mm-hmm. about it. And so please, uh, if, uh, if you're struggling, reach out to somebody, um, you know, reach out to us on social media. We, we, we can work out. We can, we can get you some help. We, we know people, <laughs> we know people, so we can get you some help. So, um, just, uh, Keep keep pressing on, man. Life 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 can be tough. Mm-hmm. It can be tough, but just keep pressing on and uh, and just just work hard at it and 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 let us know if there's anything we can do to help you. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. No doubt, no doubt. We got to uh, spend some time this morning running over to Creative Vets and and that was awesome. Hanging out with a few of the veterans who have been through the program and that we're going through another portion of the program which was like a mentor training mm-hmm. session so that they could be mentors to new veterans going through the program. Right. Which to me is such a freaking cool part to see, to be able to walk in and see people like, especially for having the opportunity to be around creative vets as long as I have. Now I've seen people, I've been seeing people in this program for years now. So I've seen people come in at their lowest point point. Mm-hmm. Climb up out of that. Yeah. Take their experience and then turn around and go back into the program to help someone else who's at the, their lowest point. That is, I mean, the fact that you're taking people, like you said, at their lowest point and you're helping them to, to the point to where they want to dedicate their time and their efforts and their talents to helping someone else. That is just the epitome of an American soldier right there. Yeah. You know, I, I want to do what I can do to help somebody else. I will put my life on the line so that you can go to bed at night and get up about your day the next day and, 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 and do your thing. Mm. I will do that. I will make that sacrifice. And then I, I, I came into this program and I'm, I was struggling and they helped me. And now I want to make another sacrifice to continue to help the people in this program. Right. I mean, that's just the epitome of the American soldier right there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what they do. They're the most sacrificial people I've ever met in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've known a lot of soldiers. I'm talking about, you know, World War II veterans and Korean War veterans and and Vietnam War veterans and even veterans who would who were they were part of the program uh, in the military that wasn't even wartime. Yeah, they're just sacrificial people, and you could always count on them. Mm-hmm. You can always count on a soldier. So, yeah, that was great going over there today. And so they they're doing the uh, they're doing the art show tonight. Then they're having the golf tournament tomorrow. Which is probably their largest fundraiser all year, wouldn't you a say? Big one for sure. Yeah. A big one for sure. So that's good. Shout out to them, man. That's that's a that's one of the best programs. I'm just glad that you're able to be a part of that. Yeah, me too, no doubt. I mean, um you know, you were talking about mental illness too earlier and like 
that's like what creative us is is there for you know like that that's the the function of the program and um like uh what am i trying to say here like it's really it's just really inspiring to see those people that have come through finished and then are going through again um to help someone i don't know it's just real special and I don't know exactly what I was trying to say, but I do love creative vets and uh, all the help that they do. Oh, that's what it was. I mean, like, so I hate the word mental illness, too, sometimes, because it gives off this, like, weird connotation. I feel like a lot of people get, like, this weird feeling about it. The word, I don't know why, but, like, you got to understand, if you go through any sort of high-stress situation, you're going to have post traumatic stress from that right doesn't matter if you are um you know if, if you're in a car accident right if you're in anything that right. is high stress you can have pts from it sure um and <clears throat> it can it can totally make you you feel crazy and uh really what i was trying to say through all of my stumbling through all of that is that creative vets teaches people specifically ex-wounded combat veterans to take what they're struggling with and what they're dealing with and to take art or music, channel it into that. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a very, very, very therapeutic thing. So what I wanted to say on top of what you said, so I'm glad I finally made my way back around to this is not only would I suggest reaching out for help, but I would suggest maybe trying to make some music. Mm. Both. Yeah. I don't think I don't. I, I'm not saying I don't think you need to go maybe get some help because I think that's great too. I've been to plenty of therapy myself. Yeah, but I think that playing music is much more therapeutic than most people would ever imagine, and I think that most people just don't ever try now. Yeah. Um. You know, we're gonna get to some of this a little later on here in the podcast, but we've been I've been listening to some old tapes that your dad, my granddad, Paul had had made of you guys growing up and uh it was yeah, kind of wish you'd never found those <laughs> it was just so intriguing to me to hear all of you sitting around singing and playing songs stuff like that because yeah i don't know i just feel like a little bit of that is is lost today you know jesse you bring up a good point and something that just just dawned on me um those tapes were made during a very, very, very difficult time in in, in my family's um, existence, I guess is the word for it. Yeah. Um, my dad was out of work, had back issues. My mother was working two jobs, um, trying to keep food on the table and trying to keep a roof over our head. And the woman worked extremely hard to do that. And we were, we were not your typical family at that time. Dad was out of work. Mom was working two jobs. We didn't see a lot of her. We got to see a lot more of dad. Dad was struggling with, you know, anxiety and depression at that point in time. And so I guess being able to make those tapes and have us there with him was probably therapeutic for him. And so I, I kind of see now what you're, what you're saying that, mm-hmm. that during that time when he was struggling, he kind of threw that, 
nervous energy, I guess you'd say, into, you know, learning to pick a little tune on the keyboard or what have you and then pull us in and, and make those tapes. So I don't want to cut you off, but I think it's a great segue into what I was going to say next, which is hilarious. Um, listening back to these tapes, it appears to me as though Paul was the first bald-headed country boy podcaster. <laughs> because, I mean, that's literally what he is doing in a lot of these these recordings is he's having you, the kids, come up and he's asking y'all questions. He's literally like interviewing y'all, almost like he's doing his own little podcast. So before Dad, podcasting was ever even a thing. Dad was a podcaster before there was ever even podcasting. Exactly. Going so on. here, let me play you this. Let me check this out. This is pretty funny. Oh, great. I can't, I can't wait to hear this. I hope I play them all in the right order. And if I don't, we'll just roll with it from there. But I think this is the first one where I was like, holy cow. This is, this is the, this might be the first bald headed country boy podcast right here, and I wasn't even there for it. Huh. I know I talk, okay? Now I want you to do some more. Let's see, what, what else can you do? I'm just on my feet. <laughs> Mama, what can you think we can do? Can't stand up here, and let's see if we, we, we think something else you put on here. Now. You're five years old. You just turned five. Now, 20 years from now, this is sure going to sound funny. Why? Your daddy will be sitting there listening to it about a hair on his head. <laughs> and a beer put out to me. Come here. I don't know. Just, just see. Just tell me about going to Shiloh Day and uh, seeing him shoot that big old cannon. Well, you're yes. going to follow Junior's team. Come here. Come here and tell me about it. Now, don't be silly. <laughs> in, the words, in other words, don't be natural. Just talk. Okay, talk plain, though. But... <laughs> listen, son, listen. Just tell me about going over Shiloh today. And shooting that big old cannon. Honey, on. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I went to Shiloh today, and they had a big old gun. They shot it two times with that. Thing and it smelled like a bald egg. <laughs> Is that me? <laughs> smelled like a bald egg. <laughs> smelled like a bald egg. So how hilarious! Did he say I was five? Yes. <laughs> How hysterical is that? I remember going to Shiloh and watching he him took shoot that me big old Yeah, yeah. He took me to Shiloh. Oh, that's something. I, I, I didn't, it's good to well, hear. Well, let me tell you something that hadn't changed. You're still voice. aggravating and hard to deal with when, it's, <laughs> when it comes to recording. There ain't no doubt about that. And he was right about something. Don't act natural. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I probably sound just as goofy and country now as I did back then. Dude, I, 48 like, years ago. Yeah, that was hysterical. Golly, I didn't even know you had that. Yeah, I do remember they, that was around the 4th of July. And they put on a big, uh, a big to do down there at Shiloh, uh, uh, national battlefield. It's a civil war battlefield. And they put on people would dress up in, in, in period costumes and you had the soldiers and they fired cannons and muskets. And it was really something to see, especially yeah. if you're a five year old kid. For sure. You know, I was I mean, pretty thrilled with it too. 
uh, you know, they had the tents set up and they'd let the, the little ones climb in the tents and lay down on the mats and things like that. You, so you could see how the soldiers slept and they were out there cooking on the, on the, on the campfires. And it was just, uh, it was really neat. And so I, I had forgotten about dad making that tape after that. Um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's where I got to see that big old gun, uh, Get shot and uh, and smell the bald egg. How hilarious! Bald egg. The bald egg. It's like I mean, you were prophesying it. Five years old. <laughs> Good lord! Could I sound? Could I sound any more goofy and country if I tried? Oh, you could. I guarantee. You, I think there's some more clips we'll get to here in a minute for sure, without a doubt. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's good to hear my daddy's voice again. Yeah, I, I agree. miss him. A hundred and ten percent. I I didn't realize how much I missed hearing those people's voices until yeah. I heard them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. And as soon as I started going through all these, I was like, I got to get mom to give me, you know, any of the stuff she's got from her side of the family. Yeah. Too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I am just thrilled. I know you said you wish I'd have never found them tapes, but I'm glad I found them because I, I, that just that right there was cool. That was real cool for me to sit and watch you listen back to that. Have you got another one? Oh Yeah. This one's pretty funny. All right, let's hear it. How you doing today? Meanest old thing I ever seen. I don't know who that. I don't. Know I who can't that tell is if it's. I can't tell if it's your mama or Aunt Donna. It's not Aunt Donna. Then I'd say it's definitely. I guess. Your mama. It, I guess because it's the my tapes. Mother. I'm pretty sure the tapes say, like one side says Jerry, Linda, and Travis, and the other side says Jerry, Linda, and Sheila. Okay, so that would be Mama talking. So I then. think it probably yeah. is her for sure. Here, I'll play it again. How you doing today? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's so funny. I don't know, but I, I, I would be willing to bet that it was Ma, but I don't know for sure. I, if, if it were, could have been. That sounded like something she'd say, you know. Yeah, that's why I, it sounded like her to me. That's why I assumed it was her. And like I said, what sit on the tape too. I'm surprised. But I just thought it was funny that they said, <laughs> you know, and every time daddy would stick that microphone in my face, I'd make a sound, you know, it just had to. <laughs> you did. Uh, I, I think it was very frequent. You know, I think I did on the first one too. I think I went into mm-hmm. it and that's when he got on to me then, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just had a, I just had a weird thing for making noises like that, I guess. I I, I don't know. You know, I, it's weird listening to yourself when mm-hmm. you're young. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even me listening back to that show I did at 20 Front Street, the Jesse Wayne Taylor Live yeah. at 20 Front Street, even listening to that, I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. But but going back and listening to you. Now, you guys have got more opportunity to, to listen to yourself when you were little because we had video cameras then. Yep. And mom was you big. Know. You did a lot of videotaping, but. Like, because I remember you holding the camera a lot. Like, I, as far as like seeing any, well, I would, like that. I would video, and mom would take pictures, and mm-hmm. then she would go back and watch the videos, and she'd get mad at me because I would, you know, I would try to get people in their most uncompromised positions and so forth. Of course, you, know? you would. 
So, uh, yeah. Not, not focusing on the thing of importance. Not, not trying to be funny. Not focusing on the kid blowing out their candles. I was probably focusing on somebody's nose hairs or something. I, you know. <laughs> That's um, hilarious. Not something I'm proud of, by the way. But, uh, yeah, it did happen that way. That's hilarious. But yeah, we do have a lot of that and we'll probably bust some of that kind of stuff out later on too. I just had these tapes up here and I'm in the process of trying to take them from tape to put them on CD so that we can that's, have that, access that's to them digitally. We don't have to worry about playing them through a tape player. Um, which is what I've done with what we're working with over here today. But this, what I'm about to play you right now is one of my favorite things that I have found and I am so unbelievably happy that I have this soundbite. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. This is one of Papa T's first ever vocal performances. Oh my gosh. Delta, don't watch that flower you have on. Could it be a faded rose from days gone by? And did I hear you say you were gonna leave me here today? You take me to that mansion in the sky. Man, I am so glad that you found that. Good grief. How awesome is that? That's Are terrible. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding That's me? That's terrible. No, it's not. Tanda Tucker awesome. will never, ever, ever speak to me if no, she ever sees Tanya me. Tanda Tucker would love she you. She will never speak to no, me. No, she would love you. Oh, gosh. I know, her, so I know her son. I need to send that to him. He probably yeah, would don't. kick out of that. Yeah, don't. Don't, don't do that. No, dude, that yeah. is hilarious. I'm, I, there, you sang in that particular, like, when you sang that, that song right then on the recording, you sang like five songs. It was like a melody. You did oh, five of grief. them together. And, and a couple of them I had never heard that were just kind of crazy. But that one, you just started Delta Don. <laughs> I fell in the floor. So I uh, fell in the floor. So you, uh, you boys, now you and Hunter know that you did not get your singing <laughs> talent from your father, dude. I didn't think it was that bad for you a know. little five year old kid. <laughs> oh my goodness! It wasn't that bad for a five year old kid, and you better be glad I didn't get the sound bites of you playing the tuba. Yeah, I'm gonna be busting those out eventually. Nah, too. we don't need to do that either. You don't need to. This is crazy. I know, right? This is crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of listening to myself when I'm five. It's hilarious, but it is cool to hear mom and daddy again. That yeah, and well, it's cool for me to hear you when you're five. That's hilarious, because, <laughs> dude, I mean, I, I I we got a little cousin named Leo, and you say I think every time I hear you talking <laughs> on that thing, it sounds just <laughs> like him, just like him. That's funny. That's funny. Well, you know, we all sound the same out, you know, out in the country, you know, just country folks. Well, it's very interesting too to listen to like, like the Sullivan side of the family and the Taylor side of the family both sound different. And so it's interesting for me to listen to you and to hear, you know, people like Benny and Linda or, uh, Donna opposed to Jerry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Cause there's many different inflections but like in you when i listen to you talk i hear both you know what i'm saying i yeah. hear a, lo a lot of all of that that's crazy mm -hmm. i don't know man that's uh that those i hadn't i hadn't listened to um you know i haven't listened to a lot of any of those tapes since my dad passed away mm -hmm. you know i did listen to one little sound bite of him he right before he passed away he made some some mini Little miniature tapes mm -hmm. and the little miniature um, uh, 
tape recorders and you know I, I listened to about three minutes of one of them one day and I just had to stop you know and uh but uh it is it's it's good to it's really good to hear their voice again you know I miss yeah. them something awful me too me too and I realize I mean I always knew how much I missed them but once you start hearing them and like listening to that you you do realize how much you miss them um but I have certainly enjoyed going back through these and that is, that is hilarious, man. I have, I have just, I'm over the moon that I found you singing that. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to maybe busting some more of that stuff out later mm. on too. Well, I absolutely cannot wait. Yeah. Yeah. And I hope Walt Lever gets to hear me sing Delta Dawn when I was five years old. Well, just send it to him. Yeah. I hope Walt, um, shout out Walt. He's got the the last episode's the one he's got to hear. I want him to hear all of them, but the last one is definitely the, that one was, that was a funny one. Especially. You know, we keep bringing up Walt and, and, and a lot of these podcasts and I, you know, I don't know how he feels about that, but the man's had a huge influence on us. You know, yeah, maybe so, we should try to get him on here someday. Didn't he? Didn't didn't he do some stuff in the country music industry at some point? I don't know. I feel like somebody told me that. All like I've ever known of, is you know being uh, being a preacher and and working at Lipscomb. But I swear, maybe that was have. Jonathan Seaman. Then I don't remember. Jonathan worked for Channel Five News. I don't remember. I don't remember who I'm making that up about, but we'll find yeah. out one of these days. I'm sure. Yeah. So. Uh, so have you got any more of those over there? You you got to bust out. Um, I Let's don't get have, them all. Let's get them all done. Let's if, just give if them. I I had one more on here, but I didn't know if I wanted to use it for this episode. I didn't know if we would maybe keep talking and I could save it for another one. We'll and save it for another. And one. if I don't save it for another one, I'd at least like to save it for the end. Well, so let's save it for another one or or, or something like that. That's yeah, I would. I would, it, we'll, we might bust it out at the end, but let's just keep on rolling and not play it right now. Good see. grief! Yeah. Well, I've got to find some embarrassing things that you did. Uh, I didn't do anything embarrassing. We don't. Uh, we don't want to talk about. Uh, we don't want to talk about the air conditioner vents. Oh, the time. Yeah, let's not talk. You about don't talk that. about that. Not yet. <laughs> so, was that embarrassing? Yeah, that's embarrassing. <laughs> but funny. <laughs> I'm a bit spiteful. <laughs> those we we will have to tell those tell that at some point. This may be a little premature. Well, that, hopefully, us talking about it and not telling it will make everybody listening. They're like, man, wanna, I've they got to show up that. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've yeah. got to hear that. All right. Well, if you want to hear some dirt on me, you got to hang on tight. All right, I do have one story I want to tell about you. Okay, and you can tell it. And I tried to get you to tell one about me a couple couple episodes back and you told a different one so i might tell one on myself here in a second go ahead okay all right so in the last episodes we talked about snakes and and i i think i adequately shared with everyone my my fear of snakes my great fear of snakes um so one day i was in the shower taking a shower and I didn't have my glasses on, didn't have my contacts in or anything at the time. And I was washing my hair and I had my eyes closed because I didn't want to get soap in my eyes. And when I opened my eyes, there was this little snake that came down between the edge of the tub and the shower curtain. And when that little snake hit the water, he kind of swished right up between my legs. Well, I screamed, (laughs) probably something I shouldn't have. 
and flung open the curtain to get out of the tub, and there stands Jesse laughing. <laughs> you had dropped a... Do you remember dropping that rubber snake on me in the tub that day when I was in the shower? I do, because I thought you might actually kill me that I, day. You did get it. You did get a lesson in male anatomy because I came out of that tub and I was chasing you down the hall when I realized the windows were open and I didn't need to be running around <laughs> without any clothing on. But if if, if you I don't even think I saw nothing because I took off. If you couldn't, if you if I had been able to catch you, I think I would have wrung your neck that day. I took off. I took off. Terrified took off. me. I was running as fast fast as I can. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I might have ran over to Ma's and Paul's house. <laughs> I'm, I mean, you know, I don't know how many years you took off my life that day by putting that snake in there, man. It terrified, it scared me to death. And it wasn't, it was just a little old rubber snake. I don't even know where you got it because I don't even like, I don't even like rubber snakes. I was about to say, I would not imagine you buying it for me. No, I don't think I would have done that. It sounds like something your Uncle Sam would give you. It does sound like something. I was actually just thinking it. I believe that may have come from your Uncle Sam. Mm -hmm. Or like Stephen Cornwell. Maybe Stephen Cornwell. Yeah, that that sounds like something he would do. I could definitely see that out. Yeah. I would definitely see, I, I could see Stephen doing that. But, you know, one of y'all also had a little old rubber uh, lizard or iguana or something. You got it at the uh, science museum or something. And that thing looked real. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it, it looked just, just like one of those things in those cages you'd see. Mm-hmm. You know? And I can't tell you how many times in the middle of the night I'd get up and go down the hall to get me something to drink, and there would be that darn iguana laying in the floor and scare me to death. Yep. I, it, I, I was so glad when that thing disappeared. Yeah, I don't know what happened to it. I have a feeling I probably did something to, with it, but something like that. That thing just seemed to appear at, at the wrong time all the time, you know. That's hilarious. So, yeah, So, but we got some more embarrassing stories Uh you know. Well, here's here's the one I was going to get you to tell back when you, you told one a few episodes back, and I was trying to lead you into this one, and you were like, oh, I know what you're talking about, and you started talking about me being a pyro, which was totally fine, because that's hilarious, and it's true. <laughs> I still am. Mm-hmm. But um, the one I was going to tell, and, and I, I kind of would rather you tell it, because I want to hear you tell it instead of me telling a botched version of your version of it, but... There's a story that has to do with me throwing rocks outside in a driveway that you told me. I'll tell you what, I'm just going to tell it. Yeah, because okay? I, I... The way you told it to me was, or the way I remember hearing it from you, is that you was inside and I was outside in the driveway. We had a gravel driveway at the time. Right. And I was picking up gravel and I was throwing it. Right. In the yard. Where if somebody was cutting grass, they're going to run over gravel and then sling it everywhere. Right. Right. So you came out the door and you said, Hey, Jesse. I said, what? You said, quit throwing them rocks. Why are you throwing them rocks? I don't know why I was throwing the rocks, but you said, quit throwing them rocks. And I was like, all right. And you said, you went back in the house and you sat in there for a few minutes. And then you looked back out there and you saw me throwing rocks again. That doesn't surprise me. And you said, you came outside and you said, Jesse. I told you to quit throwing them rocks. Quit throwing them rocks. And I said, I ain't throwing them. I'm tossing them. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I do remember that. You said, well, quit tossing them daggum rocks. And you said you went back in the house. And you said a few minutes later, there all of us throwing rocks again. You mm-hmm. went outside. You said, Jesse, quit tossing them rocks. And I said, I ain't tossing them. I'm skipping them. Yeah. <laughs> Just kept changing the word out. Yeah, I remember that. Until you probably tried to chase me around the yard. But I just... You know, here's the thing about being a parent. You should have known I was going to be a songwriter then. I should have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, here's the thing about being a parent. Your kids are a lot smarter than you are. Even at a young age, they're a lot smarter than you are. And so I would have never in in a million years thought of changing the words when I got in trouble for something. I, I would have never thought about that. But you did, which shows me that just how intelligent my children are. A lot smarter than me, that's for sure, you know. Um, it's obvious that I didn't whip you enough when you were little. <laughs> I probably deserved one. <laughs> I know I didn't get as many as I deserved. I got plenty, but I didn't get many, as many as I deserved when I was growing up. You know, my mama, she could, she could take, uh. Oh, did you tell a story? I don't mean to cut you off because I want you to keep going, but there's a story you tell about one time when she was trying to whip you. Yeah. Mama, mama, Mama could, could, if you don't tell it, I'll tell it. She would absolutely take anything that she could get her hands on. If, if we did something and mama could get her hands on something, that's what you got whipped with. You know? I, I think you told me a story one time. I can't remember what you said you did to her. Maybe you scared her with a mouse or something. Cause that, that, that would, that would be enough. To, Cause Ma would put up with a lot, but if you scared her with a mouse, she might would really hurt you. She couldn't stand a mouse. Yeah. That, so well, you might have done something like that, but you said you she tried to get a wooden spoon and whip you with it, but you well, cha- you you ran off, and she said, "Fine, then you you run off. You just wait. I'll well, wait till you forget about it." And then that I'll was get you. that was not over a mouse. Yeah. Um. What happened was one day I did something. <coughs> Excuse me. I did something in the house and made her mad. And she came after me uh, to whip me with something, whatever she had in her hand that day. And I ran out the the end door down the patio and ran to my grandparents' house. And she yells across the yard. She said, go on a run. You have to come home sometime. (laughs) So I went up to Granny and Papa's house, and I stayed there for three or four hours and decided I would come home. So I walk in the end door. Mama's in there in the kitchen. She's cooking supper or whatever. And uh I walked in, shut the door. She didn't act like she knew I was there or cared. So I walked on down to my bedroom. I'm thinking, well, you know, I made it this far without getting killed. <laughs> so I went on back out, walked through the kitchen again, even walked over and got me a glass of water. <laughs> Mama had no reaction whatsoever. And I thought, huh, she's already forgotten. This is awesome. I'm going to get out of the beating this time. She's you know? laying dormant. What happened then? A couple nights later, I'm getting ready to go to bed, right? I don't have a stitch of clothes on except my white tidy whities is all I've got on. And I said, Mom, I'm getting ready to go to bed. She said, well, give me a, give me a hit, kiss, baby. So I leaned down to give her a kiss because I was about a foot taller than Mama was at that time. And out of nowhere, she comes up with a wooden spoon in her hand. And she starts whacking me with that wooden spoon. <laughs> she whacked me all the way across the kitchen and all the way down the hall to my bedroom until I got in the bedroom and I had to, the, the lock didn't work. So I had to hold the door on. 
And the whole time she's hitting me with this spoon, every every syllable, every, every syllable she spoke would get a whack on my back. And so she would say, don't you ever run from me again. You do, and I'll beat you to death with that one. So I got up next morning, I got all these whips on my back, you know, and, and I mean, she wore me out with it. And I'm like, no, I, I'm not running from mama again. I never did. Yes, I never you did. take it the first time. Oh man, it's yeah. I should have just, I should have just taken it. The the gone ahead and got it out of the way. And first of all, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have come up on me as a surprise, and probably wouldn't have been a bad, as bad of a beating as I got. Oh, you know? no way. There's no way she'd been thinking about that for days, dude. Man, yeah. I gave. That's the problem. <laughs> she is her, I gave her time <laughs> to have a plan of action. <laughs> you know, she's like, I know how many times I'm gonna hit him before I stop. <laughs> I gave her opportunity to plan her attack. Is what I did. But yeah, she, uh, mom would, would, would use a wooden spoon. You know, those little paddles you used to have that have rubber balls on them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, people would get them for us or we'd get them at the fair or whatever. Mom would bring them home, rip the rubber ball off of it and use that as a paddle. That's hilarious. She used a wooden spoon. Uh, she liked to beat me to death with a flip flop one time. <laughs> um, I'll never forget that. Uh, we went exploring up behind their house. Didn't tell anybody where we was going. And couldn't nobody find us. And when we come out of the woods, Mama was standing there with her flip flop, son, and she flat wore us out with that flip flop. Uh, probably the 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 best thing she ever used, the most intriguing thing she ever used, was we had in our living room. We weren't allowed in the living room except for one time a year, and that was at Christmas. We set the Christmas tree up in there. Mama always decorated the little coffee table she had in there with that angel hair. It was nothing but fiberglass stuff. Made it look like snow, I guess. And she put the family Bible, big old thick family Bible, had Jesus and Gethsemane on front of it. And she'd set it right there in the middle of that table. And uh, she'd put little angels and set stuff over. It was always real pretty, you know. We, we always decorated big with what we had for, for Christmas, you know. So, one night again, in my tidy whities sitting around watching TV. Dude, you sound like Buck. And I, <laughs> and I got up to go somewhere, and when I did, I just pushed my sister. Just, you know, she was sitting there behaving herself, being good. And when I walked past her, I just kind of gave her a little, just a little shove. But when I did, she, she just screamed, just let out this blood curdling scream. You would have thought I'd stuck her with a knife or I something. I can imagine. You know. And I guess mom had had enough. And so I was standing up in the floor laughing at her and, and Sheila was screaming and mama picked up that family Bible and she whacked me across the rear end with it. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? One of them big thick Bibles yeah. and things is probably, I don't know, 18 inches wide and about 24 inches tall, you know. It's about three inches thick, and she whacked me across the bottom with that Bible. It Sound knocked like one me, of them healing preachers. It, I just about <laughs> it knocked me plumb over into the wall when she smacked me with that thing. And I turned around and I said, "Mama, you just hit me with the family Bible." And she said, "I'm fixing to hit you again if you don't leave your sister alone." <laughs> well, I got up next morning. I'm in there getting my shower, getting ready to go to school, and I just happened to catch a glimpse of my right rear end cheek in the mirror. It had an imprint of Jesus and Gethsemane on it. There's no way. It sure did. She whacked me that hard with that Bible. You didn't mess with Mama. 
There is no way it still said that on your butt. It it didn't. It was the imprint. There was an imprint on the Bible, like they. It was a, a an impression. Uh-huh. You know, you could actually feel when you ran your hands over. You could actually feel the trees, and you could actually feel mm-hmm. Jesus. You know, and there was a there was a part a part of a tree and part of Jesus on my on my rear end. That's outrageous. I know it. I, I and I just I, I I just couldn't believe it that Mama whacked me with the family Bible. Yeah. There's, but that was, I mean, you did not mess with my mama. No way, no how. When I got to be about 12 or 13 years old, I decided right then and there, mama's a whole lot smarter than me. And what mama says goes, I'm just going to do what mama says. And, and from that point, I don't think we ever had a crossword. I don't know if she ever, ever whooped me except for one time. And I totally deserved it. And I was little. I was real little. I think this was over like, Something that I wanted and she didn't give it to me kind of deal. But mm-hmm. I got mad and I, like, kicked her shin. Oh, Ooh. dude. She did she my, tear you up? Oh, buddy. Yeah, she did. But that's the only time I ever remember her getting me. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. You did not mess with my mama. Good woman. Dude, I'll tell you one way I got her, though, but didn't make her mad. But this was hilarious. You know, she loved her Diet Pepsis, right? Mm-hmm. And she'd be like, well, you go in there and give me a Diet Pepsi. She'd be sitting out on the porch. And if there wasn't nothing going on and it was boring, you better believe I shook that sucker up before I brought it back out there. <laughs> so I just remember one time very specifically, it was just me and her at the house and it was so hot outside. It was boring. And she's sitting out there smoking cigarettes. She said, Hey, will you go in there and get me a, a diet Pepsi? I went in there and I got it and I shook that sucker up, dude. I got it real nice. And I walked out there and I handed it to her and she hit it and dude, it, it went everywhere. It exploded all over her shirt and everything. But dude, she laughed her butt off. She yeah, thought now, it was funny. Now daddy wouldn't have laughed. Uh-uh. No. no. Daddy wouldn't have laughed. That was nonsense to him. And daddy was probably the most nonsensical person I've ever met in my life. It, his whole life was nonsense. Like he liked jokes and played tricks and write stupid songs and Rhymes and things hey. like that, but but when you, <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about songs you can't sing in public. Well, you know what I'm talking about. I've written a couple of them too. Okay, all right. Well, you got it from me, Paul. And then, uh, you know, but stuff like that. If you if you brought him out of Pepsi and it was if you had shaken it up and he opened the cap on it, it, that was to him that was just complete nonsense. You should never do something like that. Oh yeah. You know? But Mama, she'd get a kick out of it. Their their personalities were so different, mm-hmm. you know, so vastly different. Um, mama, I love to get Mama tickled. I love to get her laughing because when Mama got tickled, she laughed with every fiber in her body. Mama was Mama was good. She was a good sized woman. She was not small, and she laughed with every fiber in her body. I mean, I, I, she would bend over and she would just say, she'd holler, stop, 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 stop. That's the only way she could get herself to stop laughing, you know. But, uh, yeah, she was a very, very, very good woman. Uh, probably knew me better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but you did not mess with mama. Mm-mm. Cause she'd take you out. She would take you out and she would defend her husband her children and her grandchildren to the death, to the absolute death she would defend them. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I miss her. 
Me Mr. too. Mike. I sure do. And I, I was thinking about that a lot when I was listening to her talk on these tapes the other night. When I lived uh, down there in Fairview after Paul died in Pawpaw's old house, um, I got to spend a little bit more time with her, you know, because I could just pop in. Yeah. Looking back now, I wish I'd have spent more because I, I really didn't. I spent, you know what I'm saying? I yeah. got conveniently got to go see her more often. Right. But I did not make time like I wished I would have. And, and after we lost her at that it definitely like made a big impact on me. So I've probably spent more time with Grandmama than I would have because of that. Um, well, and uh, you know, you can't beat yourself up for that because life takes over. Mm-hmm. You know, we just need to take as many opportunities as we can to visit our loved ones and mm-hmm. and see our loved ones. We only have so many days here. I got this earth. I got to go eat dinner with her, and typically at least once a week I'd go eat dinner with her and Sheila and a yeah. couple of the kids, and typically it'd be us out there eating food and me hanging out with Leo, having to take him outside because he's yeah. acting all wild. Yeah. But, mama, dude, I, I'm, those were good times. Yeah, Mama, I talked to Mama every day on the way home from work. Every day I talked mm-hmm. to her. And, uh, you know, after we moved after we moved to Nashville, I'd call her. You know, at, before Daddy passed away, I'd call Daddy every day. Because mm-hmm. sometimes Mama was still at work at the car wash. And uh, then... Oh, After yeah, I forgot passed. about going to see her at the car wash. Oh, I, I love you. going to see her at the car Me wash. Me too, because I always got free ice cream. Oh, I didn't get anything for it. Well, I'm sorry. You weren't a great I had to kid. pay for my ice man, cream. Man, that was awesome. I totally forgot about that, man. Gosh, it's so, honestly, that's probably one reason why. Like, I mean, it, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, we, it's just, my car is right. It's easier to run to something right down the road than it is to take it an hour out to Fairview. Yeah. You know, so ever since we moved up here, most of the time I run my car down the road to something, but like, after she passed away out there, it's it was kind of hard for me to go in there to, to the to the counter. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it took me over a year before I could go in there. Yeah, yeah, sure did. Um, you know, and the first time I went, it was uh, I thought a lot about Mama, but they made it a very good experience, and uh, you know, um, but uh, she was uh, she like I said, Mama knew me about probably better than I know myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what mamas do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that feels like. I've never been a mama. I've only just been a daddy. <laughs> I'm glad. You know, just only been a daddy. I'm glad. All right, so you were talking about this. I thought of a story I haven't told yet. It's one of my favorite ones to tell because remembering it is hysterical. Um, But you were talking about how Paul handled situations sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Paul had this old Ford Ranger. It was blue. Little bitty old truck. Stick shift. Taught me how to drive stick shift in it. And uh, I don't remember exactly how old I was at the time, but Zeb was old enough to at least try to shoot a BB gun. I got a little cousin named Zeb, which how many years younger is he than me? At least like eight or something, right? Eight, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So, so... Yeah, he's old enough to at least hold and try to shoot a BB gun with some help, right? Right. And uh, Paul has got us back out in in the backyard with one of those cranking BB guns. And I don't even think this was one of the, like, air-compressed cranked ones. I think it was just a spring crank. So it's like, it was really like the, 
it was not a super high powered BB gun, if that makes any sense. Like it was it, like the Red Rider BB gun. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean it was it was the kiddiest kid BB gun you could get that right. was a legitimate BB gun. You'll put your eye out. Yeah. And so we didn't put any eyes out though. That's good. Um we were out in the backyard and uh Paul had his truck down there and he pulled it up behind there was there was an probably twenty yards between a shed and where the fence row was, right? Where, where it were like turned into like, you know, grown up stuff, right. right? So you had that clearing that was about, let's say 20 yards and about 50 yards running long ways, right? right? Well, he had his car pulled or truck pulled up to the edge of that fence row there. And in between the, his truck slash the fence row and that shed, he, Allowed Zeb and I to stick a can in the ground, like a, a stick in the ground, mm-hmm. and put a can on top of it. Right. But we put it probably, I don't know, 10 feet in front of the truck. Not a good So idea. when you hit that can, the BB mm-hmm. deflects off and goes directly at the truck. I could see where this was going. <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> Nobody's made any shots. Paul has everything set up. He walks out behind all of this or behind all of us and sits in a chair and lights up a cigarette. He's like, all right, boys, have at it. Be careful. You know, he's watching us the whole time, making sure we don't hurt ourselves with mm-hmm. the gun. I did. I took a shot. Boom. Awesome. Here, Zeb, you take a shot, buddy. And now I don't remember if Zeb actually aimed and pulled the trigger at the thing or if he just accidentally pulled the trigger and it went off yeah i I don't remember exactly how it went down but after the trigger was pulled (laughs) we were like where'd it go didn't hit the can well i can't remember if it hit the can and deflected off or if like i said or if he just like pulled the trigger but it all happened kind of so quick i was like what happened and then we, we heard something hit though right so like we knew something happened but we didn't know what Right. We turn around, Paul's sitting in his chair and he's like, what happened? What happened? We're like, I don't know. He's sitting there puffing on his cigarette. Me and Zeb are like, what, dude, what, 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 what did you just hit? What just happened? He's like, I don't know. So I walk over and we look at the can, nothing going on in the can. Then I turn around and I look at the truck and the back window (laughs) of that Ford Ranger had one of those full, full windows. You know, it was like a foot tall and all the way across three and a half, four foot wide all the way across the back. And he hit probably about three quarters of an inch away from the rubber. Yeah, like he if he would if it would just been just a, an inch higher, it wouldn't have broke that glass. It right. would have hit the rubber and probably bounced off. Right. But that daggum BB went through that glass, and it was just this teeny tiny little hole, though. It was just this teeny tiny little hole, and we get over and Mister walking closer to the truck. It starts. No, no, dude, like the hole is tidy, tidy, right? And yeah. like, I can't even see it yet. Then yeah. I see it and I'm like, oh no, I think there's a hole. But then about the time I recognize the hole, it goes from a teeny tiny hole to about an inch, like a quarter. Yeah. Right? Right. And then it starts to spread even more. Looks like spider. Then it's starting to look like a baseball, yeah. right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, is it ever going to stop? Uh-uh. And Paul don't realize it yet. Yeah. And he's like, what's going on? What'd y'all hit? And it keeps getting bigger. About this yeah. time, it's about as big as a football. And he sees it and he goes, Oh, oh no. 
Oh no! Oh no! Oh Lord! What did y'all do? Oh no! And but, you know he's stuck in his chair. He can't get up out the chair. He's got a cigarette feels. in one hand, yeah. and his goozle is just flapping yeah. in the wind. <laughs> Because he is shaking his head back and forth as hard as he can. No, no, and that thing is just that, clapping. I can see that. I yeah. can see that happening. And so, anyways, he did not. He did not kill either of us that day, but he was certainly not happy because he had to pay for that that yeah. window to get fixed. Yeah, it, stuff like that to him just drove him crazy. We need to take a break. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just cut it off. We need to. Yeah, just I just. Well, need- I need to take a break. Go use the restroom real quick, and then I'll be right back. I'll grab this. Uh, I'll grab these uh, drinks that we've got over here, and uh, we'll try them. I got. I bought these uh, these Coca Cola products last week. It, uh, I believe, it was Kroger or Publix, one or the other. My my sweet girlfriend Catherine and I were out doing some shopping, and I saw these uh, energy drinks made by Coca Cola. Right? But they were coffee. And I was like, huh, okay, all right, so I'm expecting like just like a straight coffee drink, maybe with some sort of like cream or something like that, right? This is not what I got. It was more of like a cup of, uh, it was like Coca-Cola with coffee flavoring added into it. Like a regular, like you took a regular Coca-Cola and then you took, high potent coffee flavored and just squirted it down in there i was not a fan not a fan i love coca-cola and a lot of their other products but this particular one didn't do it for me um it might do it for you though if you are a big coke person if you like just a big old glass of straight not diet coca-cola you know the good sugary stuff and you like coffee too well, this might be the drink for you because you smack them both together and that's what you're going to get. Thank you for giving us some time for a quick bathroom break. Sorry about that. No problem, dude. Honestly, I needed to take a quick bathroom break as well. I drank my whole uh, Waterloo. I'm a big fan of these. They're just one of the sparkling waters. You know, they've become a big fad over the last few years, which honestly, I'm big. I'm a big fan. I wasn't at first because like I grew up drinking sugary drinks, right? But I don't want all the sugar. Yeah, I don't want all the sugar, and I don't always want just water. Yeah. I really love having at least a little bit of flavor in the situation. And I'll tell you, my favorite one of out of all of these so far. And if anybody has any suggestions of different sparkling waters, I should try. My favorites are the ones from Aha. There's a brand called Aha. And they infuse, they take the sparkling water and they put either um, green tea or black tea in with it. And it gives you like 30 milligrams of caffeine. So it's like awesome. I love them, man. I really do. And the and the the black tea mango ones, it's so weird. They kind of remind me of like a craft beer. I don't drink anymore, but I used to really enjoy drinking craft beers. And so like the first time I ever had one of those, I was like, holy cow. Wow. You know what? You're sitting over talking, and it's a it's a foreign language to me. Why? Well, if it's not a Diet Mountain Dew or or tea or something like that, then I'm completely lost. Well, I I, I would suggest maybe trying. Try, I don't of these. try. I don't try different things. Well, you don't have to, but I will say. Well, you're gonna have to try something here in a second. But 
I would say maybe trying some of these because they're it really might you might find a flavor that you really dig because I that's what I've done. I like the watermelon ones. Um, Ooh, I do like watermelon. The watermelon is cool, and and it's not necessarily like I keep. I love ginger ale too, right? Yeah, I'm a huge Seagram's fan, right? And I'll keep a handful of Seagram's in my little fridge over here, but I will go for these during the day, and I might have a Seagram's at night or something like that. You know, a ginger what I'm ale. Let's make sure we're talking about Seagram's ginger ale. Well, yeah, Seagram's ginger ale or Canada Dry. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um. So, anyways, I was just saying I drank through all of that. Really love these sparkling waters. I'll cap this one off right here. But I do have something for us to try here. I was just kind of going to talk about them here a second ago, and then you ran off. Yeah this 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 looks terrible. Okay, well don't don't hate on it too quick. Think about it. Coca Cola is a good brand. They make a lot of great products that I'm a huge fan of. This one is interesting, and I will say I have tried. A flavor before. I have not had the caramel yet. I had the mocha last time. Dad has the mocha right now. I have the caramel now. Um, But this is Coca-Cola with coffee, which makes sense because at first I thought it would be like coffee, but it is legitimately like if a can of Coke with coffee flavoring. Is Are you it, trying to kill me? No. It's got 18 grams of sugar in it. Well, all you got to do is take a little sip. We're taste testing them. We're going to see what we think. All right. I'll try it. but And then we'll probably roll out of this joint not but too long after but that. It's already, but I've already got it in my head that I ain't going to like it. Well, you never know. It, things could change. Do you have any other cool stories you could tell us before we roll out after we drink these? Well, you know, just talking about Daddy and then, you know, me having to, we, me having to take a break for a minute. Yeah. You know, Daddy always said that, when you get to be a certain age, you get that old man's disease. Yeah. Yeah. You don't pass up a toilet unless you use it. What? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You get older. That's a, just think of what you got to look forward to. I don't understand what he's saying. I missed it. When you get older, you have to go to the bathroom more often. So That's you don't, true. you don't pass up a toilet without using it. Okay. Make sense? It makes more sense, I guess. Yeah, I guess I quite not quite hit that point yet in my life. No, but, but I, you will. I feel you. You will. I mean, I remember going to pick him up one day to to take him to a, a flea market. He wanted to go to this flea market. And this is where he got to where he couldn't get around really good. And so I show up. I get him up out of his chair, get him his walker. We're walking. I said, whoa, wait a minute. Before we get in the car... Go to the bathroom. Okay. So he goes in the bathroom, comes back out. I take him out to the car. I get him in, get him buckled in, get him situated. I jump over another seat. We had not gotten a half mile down the road. And he said, son, you're going to have to pull over. I said, (laughs) you have got to be kidding me. Did you not just go to the restroom before we left the house? Yeah, I did. He said, but I got to pull over. So I had to pull over. And let him go again. And then the flea market was in Dixon. I think I had to stop again between Fairview and Dixon and let him go again. <laughs> and I thought to myself, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But I get it now. I know where he's coming from. Bless his heart. I'm so sorry I was hard on him, you know. And people say the good Lord doesn't have a sense of humor. You know, there I was fussing on my daddy. 
And now I'm bad, if not worse than he was about having, you know, I had to, I'm serious. I had to cut things short. I said, man, I got to go, you know. And when you got to go, you got to go. Well, I hope I don't accidentally crap in my car today. Oh, come on. Don't. One time I had to go pick him up to go get your car. Oh, geez. At your office. That's just. And I had to drive him into town. And we got off the interstate. He said, Jesse. I said, yes, sir. First of all, he had already been farting. Okay. Oh, Jesse. Well, I'm sorry. That's what he was doing. And I had to, I already had to roll the windows down and he didn't care. He thought it was funny. So the whole time I'm thinking like, what, what is my seat going to smell like forever? You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's done. He's, I'm never going to be able to ever have anyone ever sit in this car again. This conversation is going south really oh, it quick. Went, it went south. Trust me, buddy. Cause we, but he said, you're going to have to pull into this McDonald's in here. I'm about to crap my oh, pants. Oh my gosh. Right now. And he kept farting and I was like, good lord, I'm about to, this, I'm about to die if something don't happen. So we did, we put, we pulled into McDonald's. He got out of the car as fast as he could. I wouldn't say jumped out of the car, no. but he got out as quick as he could and he bottled his way inside. And about 10 minutes later, he come outside and told me that when he got in there, there was a gentleman in there on the toilet and he banged on that door vigorously. I've done that until they, they got out of that toilet and let him go in there and use it. Um, I feel sorry for that man. I feel very sorry for the other gentleman too. I yeah. mean, the, gosh, the guy was just sitting in there minding his own business, trying to take care of business. And then Paul, you got this crazy fat man coming in there beating on the who's door already crapping his own pants. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because I didn't tell you about the the marks he left in my oh, seat. Oh, come on, we're gonna try these things. Let's try these nasty. We got we need to change the subject on this real quick. <laughs> This needs to be edited out. All right, all right, all right, all right. So we've so got what is these, this again? It's coffee. It's coffee and Coca Cola, right? Well. The other way around, Coca-Cola with coffee. Okay. Because if it was coffee with a little bit of Coca-Cola, I think I might get down on that. But this is Coca-Cola with a little bit of coffee. So I, don't I don't know why I'm even trying this. It does have a good feeling when you crack it open, though. A little foamy. Here, you try yours first. A little foamy. Mine's not foamy. Well, a little bit. Did you try it? Dude. Caramel's better than the, I think nah. I had the mocha the other day. The caramel's better. Jeez, I can't even believe I'm trying this. All right, here goes. I just can't get over it being the Coke, though. Oh, God, that's awful. I can't get over it. You know what I'm saying? I can't get over it being the Coke. Oh, that's terrible. Shoot. Try the caramel. I think you might like it a little I'm bit not better. I'm drinking after you. I don't drink after anybody. Okay. All right. You know that. The caramel is not as bad. That that stuff's awful. I don't know. Did I buy those or did you buy them? We bought them. I'm glad you spent. I wish money I on had that. another cup up here for you to try. Would you try it out of one of them shot glasses right there? I'm always down to take a shot. Of coffee. Don't say it's a fine morning or I'll shoot you. Here you go. I'll let you have a little shot. Of that this. gave me a headache. Really, immediately, like yeah. that. And then I'll I'll take a little test of the mocha and see if I see if I still. Well, you ain't gonna like it. I don't think I like it. I can tell already. I think this is caramel right here. All right, so this shot glass that I have has John Wayne on it, and it says, "Don't say it's a fine morning, or I'll shoot you." That's what I was saying when I yeah. walked back over here. 
This one says... Uh, Kingman, heart of Route 66. And it's funny. Me and Mom, the people who don't drink, collect the shot glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right, so uh, you might be cool, but you will never be as cool as taking a shot of caramel Coca-Cola out of a John Wayne shot glass. Kingman. All right, cheers. Cheers. This is going to stink. Better. It is better. Yeah. Yours is better. This, I just can't get over it being a soda. I can't get over it being a soda. I don't want it to be, I want it to be one or the other. You know? Yeah, I, I could, I would, I could probably, I can stomach Ugh. the caramel, but I don't like the mocha. Mocha is really strong. It's really strong. You got to be a big mocha fan. And to it get lays, in a, lays right on my chest. Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. For sure. Yeah, we probably need to. We probably need to wrap this thing up so I can go get something to get that nasty taste out of my mouth. Well, well, let's go get a regular Coca-Cola because we love those and they taste good. But these, these are not our favorites. No. No. These so. are not our favorites. We'll find something else next time to try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, the caramel, the caramel is not bad. I, 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 if you like, if you like flavored stuff, Definitely don't. Uh, That's what I said. Don't if snub. You, if you, you like know. Coke and you like coffee and you think you might like the taste of them together, right. then go for it. But I was imagining, I don't know, I really don't know what I was imagining. I think I was imagining like one of those coffee drinks without uh, carbonated water. Carbonation, yeah. yes. Without any carbonation and maybe even like some sort of like cream. You know, filling. the thing is, if that didn't have carbonated water in it, I think I might like it better. Me too. Me See, too. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a huge carbonation person. Well, I like the carbonation, but not in the coffee situation. Yeah. I don't think. So yeah, don't 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 take take what we say here is gospel. You <laughs> go out there and you go out there and try it for yourself. That's you right. Know? You go buy you some Coca-Cola coffees be, and you try. It might be the best thing you ever had in your life. Get on our get on our Facebook me. and Instagram and TikTok and let us know what you think about it when you try it yourself. Yeah. We'd like to know. Um, and then, uh, let's see here. Let's think before we do wrap it up. Um, if you want, if you like what we're doing right here and you think the bald headed country boy podcast is cool and, or you think the song I put out is cool. We got some t-shirts you can buy on my website, jessewaynetaylor.com. The bald headed country boy t-shirts are there. And then you also have some, uh, Jesse Wayne Taylor t-shirts and some hats. Um, might be getting some some new stuff in here soon as well. So keep an eye out on that. But if you hadn't got your bald headed country boy t-shirt yet and you're bald, you are missing out. Get that thing. And if you know somebody who's bald, it is the perfect gift. Man, it makes a great birthday present. It is the perfect gift. Yeah, I agree. Um, so do all that for me. I would greatly appreciate if you'd check it out. And, uh, then my music that I have out right now, Anywhere where you buy or stream music, Jesse Wayne Taylor, look it up, give them a spin. Let me know what you think if you haven't already. And, um, yeah, thank y'all for listening to the podcast. I love sitting up here telling stories with my dad and this has been, uh, fun getting to do it like this. And we're looking forward to doing it more often. Love you guys. Thank you very much for listening. Let us know what you think and, uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.